Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Good morning. Roto Experts. To the end zone. It's hot. The mark of fantasy excellence. It's time for a touchdown. You are now tuned in to the Roto Experts in the morning. This is your time. I'll go out there and take it. All right, welcome back for our number three of Roto Experts in the morning on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Sunday morning, we're here in the Northeast preparing for another snowstorm, but. uh, our hearts are warmed uh, by thoughts of uh, fantasy baseball and fantasy baseball draft prep and actually drafting. Uh, I'm in the middle of the uh, TGFBI. That's the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational uh, League formed by uh, Justin Mason. I uh, love Justin Mason, uh, one of the busiest guys in fantasy, George. And we were talking to Survivor before. I, I saw a tweet of his. I think he put it out that uh, he's thinking about or he has applied to be a, a, a contestant on the uh, Survivor TV show. And I've been thinking about it, too. Just my, my swimming skills are a little lacking. So, uh, I've, you know, I've, I love uh, the opportunity, but I don't know if I could handle it in terms of the swimming uh, skills necessary. I don't. Uh, I don't watch the show enough to know really what goes on there. I do remember <laughs> the uh, the old uh, show Fear Factor, which mm-hmm. I thought was a kind of kind of a bad name for Fear Factor, uh, because all the stunts they made you do, nothing was ever going to mm-hmm. happen. You're, you're all protected, so you didn't have to worry about any of that. So I don't know what right, fear right. there was there. Yeah, heights. I get it. That could be a problem there, but n- nothing was ever going to happen to you. The problem was mm-hmm. the food they made you eat. Right, that oh, yeah. that wasn't fear, yeah. but that was just, that was just disgusting and gross. Mm-hmm. So that that was always the issue. There, I'd, I'd never be able to eat the food, and I imagine I'd have mm-hmm. the same problem on Survivor. Yeah, they they switch up all the challenges on Survivor. So sometimes it does involve eating like crazy food. Like a uh, one that sticks out to me is eating, let's say a. Um, um, a bird. I forget what kind of bird, but the where the uh, it hasn't hatched yet. But you you have to eat the the uh, unborn, uh, it's uh, whatever. Uh, I forget. Well, what thanks for sharing that, Joe. Yeah. Good morning to you. Yeah, as you're having your yeah. breakfast, everyone. Yeah. But uh, a lot of it's physical, and a lot of it's involved. Not uh, having you know, eggs and bacon stuff. anymore. <laughs> All right. Well, let, let's uh, we talked a, a lot about football, which I enjoyed. Uh, but uh, let's get back to fantasy baseball. 
there you go. You remember Joe's Fish Market, right? Yeah. The other day had some nice uh, Square uh, fish. salmon from there. Exactly. And and what's the good uh, the good markings of a, a fish market there, George and Sean? Doesn't smell like fish. When you walk, yeah, exactly. When you walk in the door, you don't know that you're. See, I pay attention. <laughs> See, I like that. You learn. You learn. Uh, you and Cam Stewart, big fans of my fish market. <laughs> well, you gave us good advice. You get fish yeah. in the fish store. I mean, it's, that, that's fantastic. It's, it's, it's life advice. You know, the, you know this. I'd always been searching sports, for fish at like in a sporting goods store. So that's what I've been doing wrong. <laughs> They look. They look at you kind of funny, right? When you go up to the counter, <laughs> so look. You know, that a salmon, uh, buddy. Uh, what do you mean? You only got baseball gloves here? No, salmon. Wife no, wants salmon. You, uh, well, I got this fishing rod that you can buy. Right, right. <laughs> and you give me the, the tool to get the fish. How about the fish? I want the finished product, right, right. buddy. Yeah, you want to skip? Skip? Uh, just go straight to the. the <laughs> right, right. Just give me the damn fish. So, all right. Man, so I, I've been fishing fish. forever. It's gonna be forty years since I've been fishing. Wow! You need to get back on the uh, on the ocean. Or do you, are you more a surf caster? Oh, I don't think I've ever fished on the ocean. Not that I can remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're, mm-hmm. uh, I remember going with my father when I was a kid, uh, Howard Beach somewhere. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. So uh, <laughs> right. and 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 fishing there. Sounds like. But uh, according to Sean, it looks like you're fishing out of the toilet bowl. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> or a bathtub. I think it's a bathtub. Isn't that what it is? It's not like someone's taking a bath. You know, it's funny, Joe. Right. Uh, I, I, I speaking of a bathtub. You know, it was it gets back to parenting again here. Actually, I had a talk with my kids last night. Not that anything happened, but uh, my neighbor reminded me to tell them, you know, when you're taking a bath, not that my kids do take baths all that often, but they every now and then, make sure you don't bring any uh, plugged-in electronics anywhere near it. Ooh, you know, I never yeah. had that talk. I never even, a, I even thought about talk. having that yeah. talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, right. just to make sure. You know, I got two girls and blow dryers for their hair and stuff like that. I had to think about mm-hmm. that. Uh and listen, in my in uh, the bath they use anyway, they would need an extension cord really to reach anything to the bath. But uh, you know, hey, listen, PSA there, boys and girls, make sure you talk to your kids. Uh, not having anything a plugged in electronics device near the bath water before we go. <laughs> Look how far we've come this morning. We've talked about streaming TV, some shows <laughs> to, to stream, right? We we've talked about where to get your fish, where to get your fresh fish, and how to tell that you're in the the right environment to buy fish. Where you walk into the fish store and you don't smell fish, right? Now, uh, give them this other great advice: do not do not take uh, plugged-in electronics into the bath with you. Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, we're going to submit this to uh, this. We're going to submit this episode to the National Broadcasters Hall of Fame, and uh, I'm sure we'll get nominated for something. <laughs> Maybe nominated. Yeah, for I'm sure for something. I don't know. <laughs> it's a cancellation or something. I don't know. Uh, so, uh, fantasy baseball. Uh, I want to just share this strategy that I saw uh, uh, described on Fantasy Pros. Then I want to share with you my uh, team on the TGFBI and maybe do some uh, additional analysis of uh, some positions in, in fantasy baseball. Do you ever hear this marmol uh, strategy where you, you punt two categories? Uh, you punt wins and strikeouts, and then you dominate the uh, other eight. Uh, so you basically, uh, in this kind of strategy, you use your first 10 picks on hitters, uh, you, and you, you 
don't draft any single starting pitcher unless you're required to by by your league. But uh, I don't see why you would uh, at that stage. But uh, basically, you're looking for guys with great ratios and uh, target batting average and stolen bases early. Then you shift to home runs, running uh, RBIs and runs. Uh, and then later on, you focus on uh, great ratio relief pitchers. Uh, it doesn't even have to be closers. Like, you know, guys like, let's say, uh, Dylan Batances, uh, uh, Adam Adovino, Jeremy Jeffress, Joss Hader, guys that, you know, have good uh, ratios, get you lots of strikeouts and whatnot. Uh, what do you think of that? Punting one category reduces your chances of winning drastically. Punting two, I mean, everything now has to go right. I mean, everything has, now has to go right. You're punting two categories, you're in a 10 carries, means the most you can get is 82 points. All right, mm-hmm. I mean, you're getting one point in the two categories you punted, and uh, you're getting you're winning other, all the other categories. You get 82. I mean, mm-hmm. good luck, good luck. <laughs> now, whenever I, whenever anybody asks about punting, generally it's about punting one category. Generally, steals right. sometimes saves. Right, those are two categories we always hear the most about people punting. You know, they, they don't want to mm-hmm. draft closers. And some people, when I say punting saves, by the way, some people believe in don't pay for saves during a draft. You pick them up during the year, so they're not punting the category. They're looking to pick it up. And which I don't really have an issue with. I don't know if I'd go that direction either, but I understand it. But when you punt a category, you're just leaving yourself no room for error because you've got to now start winning the others. And you, there's so many things that are out of your control here. Hey, the other draftees are trying to win those categories too. So now you're, you're saying you're, be, mm-hmm. you're beating them, you know, which you may or may not do. To say you're going to win all, other, all eight other categories, come on. No one's doing that. You know, not in a competitive league. You're just not. Mm-hmm. You're almost limiting yourself to about 75 points there. And that gives you the, the average of pretty much second, between about two and a half, second and a half place in the other categories, which would be fantastic. But is mm-hmm. that enough point, uh, points to win your league? Probably not. Probably not. So uh, I can go, never uh, give anybody, would never give anybody the advice of punting. I wouldn't tell you to punt one category, more or less two. Mm-hmm. I used to punt the, the, the save category in my home league, and my the idea behind that was, you know, if I punt relievers, you know, and, and the save category, then I, I, I damn well better win the wins category, and I, I almost always did, and the strikeouts category. You know, and then, you know, so so that and that actually it worked. You know, it was a home league and I, I, it was very successful in it. And then eventually, <laughs> you know, two or three other guys would follow suit as well because they saw that it was a way to go. But uh, yeah, two categories is is a bit tough to, to do. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's just different strategies that, that people are looking for. And that's what makes uh, playing fantasy baseball and fantasy sports so much fun. You know, yeah, there's more than one different way to win a league. And you're, what right. you're talking about, yes, would work. Because theoretically, if you're not drafting two or three relievers, well, now you can draft mm-hmm. two or three extra starters. So you should get wins. Yeah. You should get strikeouts. But here's your problem. Mm-hmm. There's no way to guarantee your ratios. Ratios generally can be won by relievers. Because mm-hmm. they pitch in a small, you know, you get ace relievers. They generally, you know, it's three up, three down, innings over, move on. You know, so unless you right. have an innings limit, which then would stop some of this, your guys can do that too. Now, granted, if you're drafting mm-hmm. relievers... K's and wins are going to be tough. There's a reason why we, we right. like to have a happy mix. So you, you cover mm-hmm. everything there. So that, that's the other way to stop that. You know, that's also why, you know, when you judge, you're punting two categories, you're punting stage, you're punting steals, whatever. Uh, you can't guarantee yourself ratio wins. Because right. even if you're drafting extra starters, those extra starters might suck. You know, you're drafting uh, fourth or fifth stars from major league baseball teams. Generally, their ratios aren't going to be very good. 
So uh, right. it's why when it comes to saves during a draft, uh, I've never punted the category, Joe, but there are times where I may have only ended up with one true closer. My strategy going mm-hmm. into a draft generally in regards to saves is I want one bona fide closer, which, by the way, this year there may only be seven or eight of these guys. It's thin. Mm-hmm. This is my I the thought worst. I got it with Since, Doolittle, damn it. <laughs> I would have thought you did too. I'd have been okay with him. He wasn't one of my seven or eight, but he was just on the outside. Yeah. So I would have thought you would yeah. have been. And listen, uh, the new, by the way, the reports, by the way, are not, not going to make you any happier. Not that Kimbrell is signed there, but apparently it's further along than people think. Mm-hmm. So that, that it's right. on its way. To being signed once uh, once again, I wonder if this is a uh, sort of a PR thing and an answer to Harper. You know, Harper mm-hmm. signed. Okay, we'll go. We'll get another closer and really extend our bullpen, which is not a bad idea. But anyway, uh, mm-hmm. so when I go into a draft, I want one bona fide closer. Uh, for instance, in the uh, in that Sirius XM draft, I took about the sixth closer off the board, and I took Chapman. Okay, mm-hmm. and I want because he's my bona fide closer that guy you- that I believe is going to have the job all season long. Now after right. that. I'm going to wait a couple of rounds, you know, uh, probably double-digit rounds before I grab my next closer. And it obviously it'll be a closer that yeah, doesn't quite have the stability. You know, he, he could lose his job. I don't remember who I took offhand, but uh, that's how it'll be. And then I'll draft closers later on. Now, it ended up being that serious draft where there are a lot of closers that lasted. I was able to get Jordan Hicks. I remember grabbing him late. Uh, Aradis Viscaino. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grant was able to grab him, and he's a guy who I believe are going to close, if not all season, most of the season. And I was even able to get oh Shane Green as well. Now, granted, he's Detroit mm-hmm. there, terrible, but he'll still save twenty plus games unless he's traded. Mm-hmm. So I was able to get more more saves than I expected in that league, and uh, I'm happy with that. I'm fine. Uh, so that that's how I approach it. But there have been times where I've drafted Joe and it ended up being oh God, you know I ended up one close and every and I was on the wrong end of a run every time, and that's it. That's all I got. And what I'll do in those leagues is that I'm not afraid late in the draft to take the Andrew Millers of the world, the Dylan Batances, or in this case, yeah. about any Yankee reliever, because, yes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they're not going to get saves off the bat, but if, my, if the starter gets hurt, well, they're, they're next in line, but they'll protect my ratios. So theoretically, mm-hmm. yes, they're not helping me in saves, but they help me in two other categories. So I can make that. Rather than take a, a bad SP4, SP5 on a major league team, who he gets, he, he's going to get more strikeouts and better chance of getting Ws, but it's going to wreck my ratios. So that's right. the way I approach it. This is only in the chance where, once again, I, I wasn't punting saves, but it ended up being where it was pretty close. It's sort of like the zero running back in football, zero running back strategy in football. I never go into a draft mm-hmm. planning on not taking any running backs, but if every time I pick the top wide receiver is still there, bet much better than the running back. Well, then I could end up going zero running back, but I never planned on it that way. Right, right. Yeah, so uh, so you're thinking Shane Green, you know, until he potentially gets hurt or loses the job, you think he's good for a good 15 to 20 steals? Ah, steals, stolen bases. Uh, steals, stolen bases. Stealing bases. No, yeah, he's no, he's not, not a good. Uh... <laughs> no, I don't think he's pitch pitch running anytime soon. But hey, maybe he's faster than he looks. Uh, you never, you never know. There, <laughs> I, I'm a guy. I'm a believer. Listen, anybody who's gathering saves has value. My worry about right. Shane Green, yeah, he could lose the job to Joe Jimenez eventually, but I don't think so. Mm-hmm. They're not going to win many games, so you're not going to get 35, 40 saves out of him. My right. biggest so worry with your, Green is so it's just show in the would, category. My biggest worry with Green would be, well, you know, if he does pitch well, he's going to be pitching for a new team. You know, they'll trade him yeah. because they're not, play, they're not playing. And whatever new team he goes to, he won't be the closer. 
Yeah, right, they, they, right, no one. Right. I can't see a good team not have unless. Listen, hey, you know, a good team loses their clothes, and this is completely different. Closer gets hurt, something like that. Fine, mm-hmm. but generally, if he gets traded, I would expect him to be a setup man for a good team. Right. Yeah. So let's. Uh, Go over. Let me just share uh, my team with you real quick. I had the 12th pick overall in a 15-team league. J.D. Martinez fell to me at, at 12. I, I think I don't know if you remember. I, I texted you because uh, I was shocked that he was still that, there. That's a gift from uh, God. Like, yeah, yeah. So I, so I ended up taking him. And then on the turn, uh, you know, uh, Baez was gone. Blackman was gone. Lindor was gone. Bregman was gone. So I went... Believe it or not, I went Aaron Judge. So I went two two boppers. Uh, you know, you, you have to get uh, five uh, outfielders. You have to start. So, uh, yeah. So we'll see. So then uh, in the third round, uh, you know, obviously uh, most of the top, top uh, starting pitchers were gone. So I ended up taking uh, Clevenger and followed it up with Tayon. So those are my first two guys. I figure, you know, get maybe a, 180 uh, strikeouts out of both of these guys. Uh, win totals. What am I thinking? Maybe twelve to thirteen each from from him. I don't know. What are you thinking about those two guys? You went with Clevenger in round three and Tehran in round four. Yeah. Really? You're not happy with that, are you? Yeah. You're not happy with that, huh? I'm, I'm trying to get. Do I have the name, I have the name right? And Julio Tehran, Atlanta. Oh, Jameson Tehran. Oh, okay. All right. That's what I'm worried. Okay. <laughs> Oh okay. no! I didn't I'm go Tehran. No. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> Take you Tehran around four. I'm like, yeah, I'm just saying. Wow. Cut, Sean. Cut, Mike. Please. Um, I, I, even though it's uh, uh, Tehran. Okay, they went where they go, but yeah, I think I think you're in trouble here. I mean, your starting pitching is not how I would have wanted it. Who was available at 13? I, I, listen, there's nothing wrong with taking Aaron Judge at 13. Nothing. Right. But uh, I'm, a, mm-hmm. I'm a believer there. I could have taken Machado. No, starting pitcher. You talk about pitch was Okay. Blake Snell. I could have taken Blake Snell instead. Justin Verlander went next. Aaron Nola. Uh, Cole, of course, was uh, after that. Then Severino and Kluber. That ended the second I took, round. Uh, in serious, I had the 9, 10, 11, 12. I had the 13th overall pick. I took JV. I took Verlander. Because once again, I, yeah. I'm a big believer that you have to take your starting pitcher in your first two rounds or you're going to be behind the eight ball. All right. We'll come back and discuss some uh, more fantasy baseball strategy. You're listening to Road Experts in the morning. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Roto Experts in the morning. Joe Galena, George Kurtz, Sean Angle producing our show. Talk of fantasy baseball strategy going over my FBI team with George. Went with uh, J.D. Martinez and Aaron Judge with my first two picks. 
out of the 12th spot in a 15-team league. George uh, thinks that I should have went with a starting pitcher with uh, my second pick. Doesn't mean he doesn't like Judge, but uh, I think that what he's trying to say is that he prefers getting his uh, starting pitcher in line with uh, within the first two rounds. So, eh, you know, I, I can see where he's coming from. But I'm kind of happy with Clevenger and Tayon uh, as my uh, third and fourth picks. I'm thinking that's, uh, you know, like I said, about 180 strikeouts apiece. Uh, you know, maybe 12 to 14 wins uh, each, somewhere around there. So, uh, you know, maybe 25 wins among the two of them. And uh, after that, George, I went with uh, Jose Abreu with my uh, fifth pick. He was the next, in my opinion, the next best uh, first baseman uh, available. I could have uh, Jesus Aguiar from the Brewers went next. But I'm looking at a bounce-back season from Abreu uh, before he, before his injury played uh, 2018 season. The guy was, you know, hitting 290-plus, uh, uh, 30 home runs, and uh, just about 100 RBI. So I'm thinking he comes back to close to that. So I'm kind of happy grabbing him at first base. Uh, I mean, I'm okay with the first base is uh, thin. First base mm-hmm. is thin. That's a position where in a draft where I know I did a mock for CBS uh, earlier this week, and it was a points league, which changes things a little bit. And I had sure. the either the sixth or the eighth pick. I don't remember which one it was offhand. I think Freddie Freeman in the first round. Uh, once again, it's a mm-hmm. mock. I don't know if I would have done this in a, a true money league, but I want to see what my team would look like if I had a top first baseman. You know, once again, points league. If it was a, a rotisserie league, I might have gone Trey Turner there. I don't remember. I honestly don't remember mm-hmm. if he was available in this league. But I might have gone Trey Turner. This way I take care of my steals. Uh, along with the first round play, but I covered my steals category pretty much all in one shot there. But I, uh, mm-hmm. I'm i worried about first base. Because Freeman, Goldsmith, Rizzo. After that, you got question marks. You know, and this, you can make an argument that Goldsmith and Rizzo are question marks too. Goldsmith, new team. Rizzo struggled at times last year. You know, Bellinger really mm-hmm. don't know what we're going to get. You know, uh, he had off year last year. Vada was terrible last year. You know, Abreu, you mentioned had the off year last year. Carpenter oh, it was terrible in the first two, three months of last season before really turning on to MVP. Can Aguilar do it again? Mm-hmm. And then after that, it even gets worse. Yeah, you know, Encarnacion, where does he end up? Seattle's already let, let us know they want to trade him. Matt Olson, Gallo, Hosmer, Muncy. I mean, it's an ugly, it's unusual, but first base this year is ugly. It's just ugly, mm-hmm. which is why I generally don't like the draft by position scarcity. But I admit, early on, I'm looking for a first baseman. Like I said, it was a mock draft, so I could, you know, there's no penalty for me to do it. I want to see what my team looks sure. like if I took yeah, Freeman early mock. here. Mm-hmm. That's why it is why you mock. By the way, it's a perfect, and it's also mm-hmm. why I tell people when you use your ADPs as your your draft guide here, keep in mind to get a very large sample size, because I'm not the only person who's taking players in a mock that they normally wouldn't take, which screws up a mock. Mm-hmm. You know, it screws up an ADP as well. If you're only taking, oh, it usually tells you at the bottom of these sites use how many how many ADPs they how many mocks they took here or from when they're taking. You get you a better right. idea if this is a true ADP or one that's maybe a little. Uh, yeah, a little faulty because a little faulty because in a mock you're supposed to test out theories, you know, test right. out how uh, your teams would look. And this is what I did here. You know, I've known guys who in a mock they mock out taking two catches early, how their team would look. You know, in football mm-hmm. you might mock if I take a quarterback early, you know, stuff like that. So just keep that in mind here. But uh, I didn't mind my team. I kind of liked my team in that league uh, because I had the first base. Because in a lot of leagues, 
I'm ending up. You ended up with a Brady, which I'm fine with. But I'm ending up with guys like, mm-hmm. oh boy, you know, do I take uh, the week out over the home runs and <laughs> crush my average? Muncie and hope he has it again. Santana with a rebound yeah. in Cleveland. Desmond and call, you know, mm. and it's like you, you just worry. You start to get scared here that you're not going to like first base. Right. And keep in mind, we got to take a corner infielder later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, so that uh, takes my team through uh, the fifth round. Then sixth round, I went with uh, Jack Flaherty, uh, starting pitcher for uh, the Cardinals, who I think has some upside, showed something last year. Uh, uh, again, you know, a guy I, I'm penciling in for maybe a 160, 170 strikeouts. And then uh, VR had been taken, so I was looking for somebody that could give me some stolen bases, so I wasn't really targeting this guy, you know, starting the draft, but look, you know, the guy is good for 30, 35 stolen bases. Uh, D. Gordon, and he's eligible at second in outfield, so I'm penciling him for 30, 35 steals, like I said, eh, you know, and then followed that up round eight with uh, Sean Doolittle, who's about to uh, have some company, potential company in that bullpen uh, with the Nationals. Uh, any any thoughts on Flaherty, Gordon, Doolittle? You're the fan. You're the fantasy Jesus, man. You better be starting to use some magic here, because uh, you yeah. might uh, you might have some issues. You know, mm-hmm. listen, it's a 15 team league, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. All right, so that that makes it look a little, look better. I don't like 15 yeah, team yeah. leagues. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I I prefer 12. You uh, never love your 15 your team in a 15 right. team. I feel you're, you're absolutely <laughs> right. There's always a position or two you're like, oh. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Flaherty, I have no problem with. He's a fine starting pitcher. Uh, had a mm-hmm. great year last year. I expect him to continue. And Cardinals are a good team. Uh, D. Gordon, I, I hate drafting one category, guys. Hate it. Yeah. Hate it. This is this is why I get caught in stolen bases a lot, because I don't mm-hmm. have the, the guts to take a D. Gordon mm-hmm. in round seven, which, granted, in the equivalent uh, of twelve team leagues, is about round nine, uh, round eight, round mm-hmm. nine, where you took him, which is fine. It's where he goes, but I can't do it. This is why I don't finish at the top mm-hmm. of my stolen bases. This is why Trey Turner in the first round is more intriguing to me. This way I don't have to worry about right. taking something like D. Gordon, a one-category guy. Uh, Doolittle yeah, was forced into Anthony. doing it, yeah. yeah. The reason I make fun of you about Doolittle is, well, you already know. Man, it's yeah, a killer. Yeah. Anybody who drafted Doolittle early, uh, and early, mm-hmm. by the way, I mean in early drafts, not early in the, in the draft. Anybody who drafted Doolittle already, you're sweating right now. Because if mm-hmm. Kimball goes there... And Doolittle now becomes a nice setup man for you. You know, that, that's all he becomes. And Kimball's not known as a guy who gets hurt a lot. So he becomes almost, you know, it's almost a way. You almost wasted your eighth round. You might have wasted your eighth round pick. You know, you did nothing wrong. I said, there, right. I, there's a chance I drafted Doolittle in that serious league the other night. He might be that second guy mm-hmm. I'm talking about. And I'm afraid to check myself because all reports are that Kimball is. I don't. It's certainly not locked. You know, scale of one to ten is probably a ten being he signs probably in the six seven range, but that he's heading mm-hmm. in that direction. And like I said, I think this is an answer to Harper leaving, an answer to the fans. Hey, we lost Harper. We got Kimbrel. You know, got a whole fan closer here. It may be an answer to the Washington Nationals for years always having problems in their closer role, including last year with Doolittle. Doolittle was great, but he also mm-hmm. missed two months. Yeah, the the uh, toe problem, I believe it was. So, uh, you yes. know, he's been out that long. So I think it's an answer to all of this. It's also an answer to, hey, we may not have the offense of the Phillies, you know, but we can now make these games seven innings, six innings, right. because we're going to throw out Rosenthal in there on the seventh, Doolittle in the eighth, Kimball in the ninth. And that's mm-hmm. pretty nice, sort of what the Yankees do, right? You know, you can, yes. I mean, the Nationals don't, don't need to do it like the Yankees. don't have pitches that go uh, deep into games. 
you know, but the, and, uh, the Nationals do with Scherzer. Uh, maybe this is a way to relieve some of the pressure on Strasburg, Corbin. Uh, it's one hell of a staff there, but they'll need people for Sanchez and uh, I forget the other uh, waste of life they have starting there. But uh, I think this is uh, not good. Right now, right now, I'll tell you right now, if I'm drafting today, I am probably not drafting Doolittle. Not until right, shot with dark time late. So mm-hmm. uh, I think you may get screwed here over no fault of your own. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, <laughs> round nine uh, went with Tim Anderson, uh, White Sox second baseman, uh, 2020 guy. Hopefully he could hit 250, 260 for me. Uh, and then around 10, uh, starting pitching was starting to get thin. And uh, a guy that I, I loved what I saw out of his, you know, Delivery motion, a little deceptive. And uh, you say Kikuchi took him in the tenth round, uh, Seattle Mariners. Now you were, I guess, you worried about overall innings pitched, uh, and then uh, went round eleven, uh, third base. I needed a third baseman. Uh, Matt Chapman had just been taken. Mustakis had just been taken. Travis Shaw had been taken before that. You know, because I had waited on third base. So uh, Raphael Devers. Uh, was available, so I took him, looking for a bit of a, a bounce-back uh, season from him. And so far, I'm having a decent spring. So, uh, Anderson, Kikuchi, and Devers. Any, any thoughts on them? Well, Anderson, More it's for always fantasy problem. Jesus. When you're well, uh, when you're hoping someone hits two fifty sixty, that's never a good sign. Yeah. Uh, and you're hoping he doesn't. Well, the home runs and the stolen bases is what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think right. he's going to bat yeah, two hundred three. Yeah. He's, he's no Joey Gallo. I mean, you know, but a two forty is definitely possible from him. Let's face it. Yeah, I, I'm okay with Anderson. Uh, Kikuchi, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not drafting him. Uh, there's so many guys coming over from uh, Japan. The bigger baseball here, you got to pitch more often. You're on a terrible they team. They tend to do and, well early, though. I feel that first yeah, season. Buying it. They tend to do. Yeah. All right. You're nah, thinking of the fat toe that the Yankees uh, just have. Hideki Arabu. Arabu. Have a Kagawa. That worked out real well, toe. too, huh? Yeah, yeah. God. Uh, the Yankee, you know, Yankees. Uh, Tanaka, not bad. Darvish, not bad, right? Depends how you look. Well, Tanaka's been fine. Depends how you Dar- Darvish, I mean, yeah. really, other than what we'll a year yeah. or two, been hurt. Uh, Rafael Devers, mm-hmm. I love, by the way. I expect a bounce back mm-hmm. season. He's a guy I wouldn't mind having on every team I have. Uh, I don't. I know I've drafted him. I, once again, I don't know if I, it's the live league or the mock, but I know I've had him in a, a couple of leagues. Uh, I do like Rafael Devers this year. I think once again, the kid's mm-hmm. young. Got to give him time. Yeah. So I think we, we mm-hmm. give up on players way too soon here. And that lineup, not a lot of pressure on him. I think Devers bounces back. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, next three picks. Round 12, Ramon Laureano, outfielder for the uh, A's. Uh, Eduardo Escobar, I think he's available. Uh, I think he's uh, second base and third base eligible uh, from the Diamondbacks, a guy that uh, hit like 20 home runs for you. And then uh, pick uh, for round 14, went with Jonathan Scope, uh, the guy that uh, a couple of years ago hit 30 home runs uh, for the Orioles. Had a, a bad year last year, but uh, playing for the Twins this year. So uh, Loriano, Escobar, and Scope, any thoughts on them? Uh not not good ones. Uh, really? Joke. You don't like Loriano? It's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> All right, come on. I'm a little sensitive right now. I'm thinking Loriano is good for like a 15-15 kind of a season if things work out for him, and uh, it won't kill you in batting average as well. Bulked up a little bit. He's a little he's a little muscle bound now. All of a sudden, this guy. Now, that's generally not a good thing for baseball, by the way, to be too muscle bound <laughs> here. You want to be more fluid, more loose. 
So I, mm. I, I didn't, I, I didn't hear those reports, by the way. So that, I'm just still yeah. wait, wait, telling me here. He still, but, he still, uh, he still looks like a little guy, but uh, you know. But I heard he added some muscle to him. So at least that's it's, it's, I, I, whenever I hear muscle. But I, I always think of the uh, Texas Rangers players back in the '90s. You know, Juan Gonzalez <laughs> or Juan Rodriguez, who were right. bodybuilders. It's never. It's generally not a good thing for baseball. You don't want to be. Uh, you don't want to be that. But as for your projections, look what I agree happened with you. to Syndergaard. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, you're, you're mid, uh, you, you said 15 home runs, 15 stolen bases. I think that's fine with a, with a plus average. Mm-hmm. Uh, not plus yeah. enough to really to help in fantasy. I think he'll bat 280, 290, you know, somewhere around mm-hmm. that range. So I, I like the player. No issues there. Uh, I was just making fun because at this point, that's this is what I do. Scope is another sure. person who I like a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. I think, once again, didn't have the greatest year in Baltimore. I'm going to chalk that up to uh, the team sucked. And everything's just going down here. You know, the old, it just, everything went wrong. And they got traded to Milwaukee, and that was a mess, too. Yeah. I don't don't know if it played with his head more than it just, you know, he went to Milwaukee, and then they had Shaw, they had Moustakas, they, uh, you know, no one knew where anybody was going to play. I think that was just screwed mm-hmm. up there as well. Maybe the pressure of going to a, uh, you know, a World Series team hurt as well. Uh, Minnesota, mm-hmm. I think, because Minnesota thinks an intriguing team. You know, Cleveland's done a lot of backwards. They've gone backwards this season, right? And mm-hmm. I think I wonder if Minnesota's caught them. You know, I, I mean, mm-hmm. I'd really like to see Minnesota sign Kimbrell. I would love to see uh, Minnesota sign Kimbrell. I think that'd be a great move for them as far as, mm-hmm. once again, showing up the back end of that bullpen. I think they need another starter before they can truly compete. Maybe two stars where they compete with the Yankees or Red Sox, but mind you. But I think they're a uh, an intriguing team to watch. And I think right now they have a team, along with the Rays, that I would expect to fight for that second wild card spot. Uh, the Yankees or Red Sox will get the first wild card spot. So uh, I like Scope. I do. Now his numbers are going to take a little bit of a hit because he's not playing in Camden anymore, right? He's, you know, mm-hmm. Camden's mm-hmm. a great ballpark. But I'm still going 20 plus home runs with an average that yeah. pro- probably doesn't help you, but doesn't kill you either. You know, mm-hmm, I think he'll mm-hmm. bat. Uh, I think most in fantasy leagues, I think think the, the averages are generally on two seventy one, two seventy two. So whenever I say that, mm-hmm. that means uh, that's what I'm going basing it on. So I said the average is not going to kill you. No, two sixty five. You know, doesn't mm-hmm. hurt you. And uh, obviously, no speed there. But uh, I like Scope. He's a player. Uh, I'd probably like more for middle infield than I do for a second baseman. But I like him. Yeah, he, uh, he probably will be uh, middle infield because of my pick of D Gordon, which you love so much. You didn't mention Eduardo Escobar. What do you think about him? He's a sneaky guy that could hit 20 home runs for you and uh, a little uh, multi-position es- uh, eligibility as well. Yeah, I think when it comes to Escobar, it um, depends on who you ask. Some people are high. Mm-hmm. Some people not so much. Once again, he's in the same range right. as pretty much Scope. He's, he's almost the same player as Scope. You know, as far right. as what his projections are, he's gonna average not gonna hurt you, not gonna help you, be around fantasy average. Mm-hmm. His home runs, I expect him. Once again, we all this is always expecting health, by the way. Uh, I expect him to hit twenty right. home runs. You know, with right. uh, once again, I guess he has more speed than scope, but that's not saying much. Scope is gonna think he has one stolen <laughs> base. Escobar might get you two. Mm-hmm. So my next four picks, and then we'll head out to commercial. Uh, the uh, starting third baseman for the Texas Rangers, uh, unsung guy, Astrubal Cabrera, who, uh, again, another guy that just sneaks in there with 20-plus home runs, you know, 20 to 22 or so, doesn't steal bases like he used to. And then uh, at round 16, Trey Mancini, 25-homer guy. Uh, and then uh, round 17, I just went, uh, you know, I, I overdrafted this guy, you know, I drafted him way early, but uh, needed more stolen bases other than, you know, Loriano and 
and uh, D Gordon. So I went with uh, Greg Allen, who I think is going to probably get some uh, some uh, bats there. Uh, Cleveland Indians, man, that outfield looks ugly. <laughs> I think Greg Allen could get you know a uh, uh, four hundred to 450 at bats at least and if so i think he's good for 20 to 25 steals uh, and, and then I uh, ended up, uh, I'm still waiting to pick for week uh, round 19, but I went uh, round 18 and went with Sean Newcomb. Uh, sorry, I'm laughing at Sean in the background. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm never certain if people can hear what Sean says in the background here, but uh, <laughs> he, he makes it intriguing with his countdown marks. All right, so uh, ACAB, fine. And ACAB uh, mm-hmm. might, might have multi-position eligibility there. Mancini, someone sure. has to hit for uh, Baltimore, right? Uh, that's yeah. In, oh, that, that's a bad team, man. That, yeah, yeah. Miami's the, the worst team in baseball. But <laughs> Miami's worse, but Baltimore's not that far behind. And they, uh, mm-hmm. Greg Allen, you said it about Cleveland. That outfield is atrocious. Good luck. And Newcomb, I like. Mm-hmm. I think he's a guy with upside. Yep. All right. When we come back, uh, finish off the show, more fantasy baseball analysis. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, Roto Experts in the morning. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Roto experts in the morning final segment. Joe Galena, George Kurtz, Sean Angle. Uh, producer extraordinaire, the fantasy prince, always seems to find these uh, cool songs from the '80s. Little Footloose action. I never saw that that uh, that movie. Have you, George? Footloose? No, no. I was just thinking the same thing, Joe. Just as you were saying, I'm like, no, I've never <laughs> seen Footloose, and I like Kevin Bacon. Yeah. You know, I, I do like Kevin Bacon, but uh, I think my favorite Kevin Bacon movie would be A uh, Few Good Men. Uh, but uh, oh yeah, I've never. Yeah, recently, no. recently we watched that one. Yeah, oh, that's great Good stuff. Yeah, you can't handle the truth. Yeah, and I, yeah. So listen, I can handle the truth. We went through uh, my TGFBI. What would you give it? A C? Hopefully, a C. No, uh, I wasn't thinking of a grade here. I think C sounds about right. What's it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Fifteen team leagues. You said it earlier. I mean. I don't know the last time I liked the, my 15-team league team ever. Right. <laughs> it, it always seems to be like, oh, right, right. man. It just doesn't look as good as a 12-team league. And by the way, if you're mm-hmm. in a 10-team league and you don't like your team, that's it. You're toast. That's an issue. All right, because in a 10-team yeah. league, you should be loving your team. We all love our right. We all hate our 15-team leagues, and we all love our 10-team mm-hmm. leagues. That's generally the way things work out. Mm-hmm. 12 is somewhere in the middle. Uh, what I've started to do the past couple of years is try to you know, set goals in terms of, uh, you know, total home runs, total whatnot or whatever. So the way I look at my, uh, you know, the projections I have so far for my team, I was looking to go uh, 300 home runs. So far I have about 260. 
uh, stolen bases. Uh, you know, I was looking for, uh, you know, just about 100. And, uh, you know, I'm close to there. So, I mean, I, I try to set goals and, uh, you know, based on, let's say, previous year's uh, results. So, I mean, uh, do you do that as well or no? How, how do you, you – you said you don't really worry about – do you worry about position scarcity? I thought you said you don't. Like, what, 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 what drives you in a, in a draft? All right, I, this is a great question, all right, because I think more, more people should do uh, – what I do is this. Now, I used to, let's say you're in a 12-team league, all right? Uh, and if you're in a league that has been around for years, then it's even easier. What I'll do is if I'm in a league that's mm-hmm. been around for years, over the last – or the prior three to four years, what I do is this. What I do is this. Uh, I'm going to take the average of all the counting positions, Home runs, right. stolen bases, runs, strikeouts, wins. And I'm going to figure out, okay, in home runs, it takes 300 home runs to win this league. That's what the average has been over the past three, five years, whichever time period you want to use. Now, every time I take a player to J.D. Martinez round one, all right, uh, whatever you pencil him in for, it could be whatever number you believe. It has to be an honest right. number. Don't be ridiculous. Always going to send me two home runs yeah. this year. No, it has to be an honest <laughs> number. Let's say it's 38. And you go, okay, mm-hmm. 300. Minus 38. Now I need 262 home runs to win this position. You know, Judge, mm-hmm. I got him penciled in for 45. All right, now I need 223. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this math again, Joe. You promised me no math. Uh, so <laughs> once, and that's what I'll do for each position on this list. This way I have an mm-hmm. idea of how many. This way I know, oh, listen, I got 500 home runs already. What am I doing? I don't need that many to mm-hmm. win this. You know, you know, I need more speed. You know, I need wins. I need strikeouts. This way you have an idea. You know, the ratios, it's, you can't really do the ratios during it because that math is too difficult uh, during a draft. But, but as far as the mm-hmm. uh, the counting categories, that's simple math. You shouldn't have any issues doing with it. And that's how I approach it. This way I have an idea of what I'm short on and what I may have. Okay, I'm going overboard here. I don't need this many. And you stay away from those types of players. Because sometimes with drafting, you know, fantasy is weird. You don't always want the best player. You know, I got I made fun of you a little bit for taking D Gordon in the seventh round here, mm-hmm. but that that might be the right choice. You might have enough power. Mm-hmm. You've drafted Martinez, forty home runs, Judge, forty five home runs, uh, Abreu mm-hmm. could easily hit thirty, thirty five home runs. So you you may be ahead of right. the game in power already, and you're in a fifteen mm-hmm. team league. So the numbers I threw out there will be less anyway, as far as the total number. Uh, you won't need three hundred home runs. You'll probably need two seventy somewhere around there. So you'll be you may be ahead of the pace, but you have no you had no speed so far. You know, so okay, right. D. Gordon makes much more sense there. That's how it. That's why in fantasy leagues, it's almost the same thing. Where we'll we'll hear we'll hear about some ridiculous trades that happen, or people think it's ridiculous because D. Gordon was traded for. Uh, I'm trying to think of somebody uh, that makes sense here. For Manny Machado, D. Gordon was traded for Manny mm-hmm. Machado in July. People are like, oh, that's one one sided, lopsided trade. Well, well, no, it's not. I mean, Joe Galena, who had D. Gordon, was killing in uh, stolen bases. Didn't need D. Gordon. Helped helped him nothing. But the player who acquired D. Gordon needed say needed stolen bases badly. Where Machado helps right. Joe, and he didn't need Machado because he was great in all of those categories. That's why you'll see weird trades in fantasy for players for one category, guys like a D. Gordon. Because players need that. They need he didn't whoever you traded D. Gordon to. Didn't care about Manny Machado's home runs. He's setting those, but he needed the stolen bases. Mm-hmm. Joe Galena didn't need the stolen bases. Same thing here. You need to know what you need and what you don't need. Because like I said, if it takes about 300 home runs to win your that category in your league and you have 472, guess what? You don't get any extra points. <laughs> okay, You're not getting right. in a 12-team yeah. league. You're not getting 18 points for that category because you won it by 170. Right. It doesn't work that way. You know, If it takes 300, you have 301. Excellent point. That's really, really what you're mm-hmm. looking to. So that's what I do. Yeah. 
Yeah. Excellent point, especially like, you know, we talk about uh, speed being at such a premium. Well, you know, let's say if you, 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 you let's say you're drafting uh, three or four guys that uh, will give you, you know, 30 to 40 stolen bases. You're right. You know, just having more than what you need, you're not going to get extra points for that category. You know, you don't want to overdraft for a position uh, for a specific category either. That's a great, great point. Uh, the musings of George Kurtz. Uh, George, you're going to be on uh, starting at 11 with uh, my friend Cam Stewart, right? Weekend fantasy update. What's going on over there? Probably some combine, some gambling. What, what are you guys uh, going to do this, this morning? into this afternoon. I think it's safe to say it'll be a lot of our game when they talk about uh, the show. Mm-hmm. I know uh, Cam and I, we didn't do well uh, in the afternoon game yesterday. We both had Columbus over the Everton Oilers there. I, I don't know how many mm-hmm. units okay. Cam had on the game. I only had one unit because yeah. I didn't trust Columbus. But my day didn't start off well. It got better at night, which has been uh, unusual because mm-hmm. for the past couple of weekends, I've done very well during the day and I tanked at night. And uh, last night was a little different here, even though yeah. I didn't go heavy at night. Yeah, it's just one of those odd little mm-hmm. things. You know, uh, it's listen, it's it's fun. Uh, Cam is a much uh, much bigger gambler than I am. Uh, I uh, I don't tend to put anywhere near as much as he does, but uh, it's helpful. You know, we'll talk about gambling from everything from baseball, football, uh, hockey, uh, basketball. Cam's big on the uh, Cam's big on everything. Uh, he's betting on sports that I've never heard of. And I, that's not a joke, by the way. He, he he's all over the place. I love it. You're he, 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 you know, he'll gamble on tennis. Yeah, I mean, you know, any tennis, I mean, golf. Me. Yeah, yeah. Probably. Yeah, soccer, listen to him and right? Gabe. They're talking about sports from like other countries and like you know, in the middle of <laughs> Africa. I'm like, what the hell? What channel do you? What package do you have that you're watching these games on? <laughs> Yeah, two two cheetahs uh, had a race this afternoon. I think they. Well, believe me, God, Gabe will know what the spread is. <laughs> oh, you know, cheater A was he was that was minus a fifty yards, and he won by seventy. Oh my God, I don't know how they keep track of all this, but uh, it's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun working with mm-hmm. Cam. Uh, uh, yeah, great guy. Yes, he's uh, yeah, because he, he's a guy. When he wins or loses, he always has the he's same guy. You don't really know. Mm-hmm. You know, if he's up big or, or a loss big. So uh, I know he had a good, very good night Friday night. He went seven and zero in his hockey picks. So hopefully, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't. We didn't. He didn't discuss me who he picked last night. So I hope things went well for him last night too. But like I said, I know it started off poorly. Mm-hmm. All right, very good. So we'll be looking forward. I'll be listening to that. Uh, so last week we started talking a little second base uh, position. Uh, Let's take a look at some of the, the, the deeper guys uh, at the second base position. And, and this guy, I call him deep, but still a very well-known name. Uh, what do you think about uh, Jonathan VR uh, for the Orioles? Uh, last season, uh, he uh, had 21 steals in 54 games after he got traded to the Orioles. Orioles are going to be another one of those uh, bad teams, right? We talked about uh, you know the, the Marlins, and the Orioles are going to be another team like that. Uh, I, I'm thinking that you could still sneak uh, maybe 40 stolen bases out of this guy. Uh, you know, batting average, I don't think he's going to kill you. Maybe a 255 and uh, maybe uh, 15 home runs. Uh, is Jonathan VR on your uh, – is this somebody that you're thinking about uh, drafting this season? I agree with everything you said. Everything mm-hmm. you said uh, as far as the projections, uh, you know, I have between 12 and 15 home runs. I think 40-plus stolen bases is accurate. And once again, the average, not going to help you, but hopefully won't hurt you too bad. Uh, I have 260, mm-hmm. 255, I'm thrilled. If that's what he ends up with, I'm happy. You know, yeah, it's a little mm-hmm. bo- bad, but I'll, from what I'm getting, I'm not drafting him for that. I'm drafting him for the stolen bases. Uh, I prefer right. him as a middle infielder rather than a second baseman if possible, but I'm not. He's, he's a guy who's moving up, and that's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because I think at one time, mm-hmm. 
he was probably maybe even outside the top 15 at 16, 17. Yeah, it was but forgotten. now he's moving. Yeah. He was. He was forgotten. That's a really good term. Mm-hmm. He was forgotten. But mm-hmm. now he's mm-hmm. picking up steam because stolen bases, because we need stolen bases. And people are going, oh, man, Jonathan Villar. He's going to run with Baltimore. They got nothing else. He has to run with Baltimore. You know, that sort of thing mm-hmm. here. Uh, Baltimore's a bad team. The reason I have Miami as being a worse team is because, well, there are four teams in the Ameri- uh, National League East that are better than, a lot better than Miami. Braves, Nationals, Phillies, Mets. In the American League East, it's just the Yankees, uh, Red Sox, and Rays. So at least, the, at least the Orioles get to play the uh, Blue Jays. The Blue Jays are better too, but they won't dominate the Orioles like those four teams will dominate the Marlins in the National League East. So uh, bad, mm-hmm. bad, bad, bad. I mean, like I said, Baltimore, I expect to be the second worst team in baseball. But their offense is nil, which means Villar will have to run. Because they're going to have to right. play small ball, you know, move move them over here. So Valar is definitely a draft pick. I know somebody in my uh, my heavy keeper league uh, has been trying to trade me uh, Valar, and I uh, would try to work out a deal because I do want him for the stolen bases. But mm-hmm. it's, it's an auction league for the so right price. Take contract for the right price. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's tough. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. It's a team that's really trading, playing for next season who wants prospects. One of my minor leaguers. So I got. I'm trying to figure out the right value minor league. Right now he wants Lazardo, and that's not happening. He's not getting Lazardo from right. Oakland. That's an ace waiting to happen there. So uh, it's mm-hmm. tough to see his value because he's just a one category guy. That's the only issue, but it's a valuable category. Mm-hmm. Uh, take a look at uh, Runyed Odor, uh, 2018 overall numbers, 253 batting average, 18 home runs, 12 steal. Also got caught 12 times. I think that, that should be uh, noted. Very streaky. Uh, on May 26, he was batting 186 uh, with a 245 on base percentage and 279 slugging. Uh, from May 27th to August 19th, he was batting over 310 with a 550 slugging. Then from August 20th on, uh, fell off the face of the earth again, batting 185 with a 269 slugging percentage. Uh, for all you DFS players, his home's uh, numbers batted 291, 374 OBP, and 491 slugging away, 217, 277, 358. Uh, what do you think we're going to get out of uh, Runyeta Dor? Who's going to show up here? I mean, I, I'm thinking, you know, my I'm thinking maybe a 240. Uh, maybe the home runs pop up again because he had that 45% uh, hard hit rate, uh, which was a career high. The stolen bases, you know, if he's getting caught so many times, maybe the Rangers don't let him run as much. I am surprised they do let him run as much as he did. Generally in baseball, the rule of thumb is you need to be successful 80% of the time to, be, mm-hmm. to, be, to make it worth it. This is the, the, the Billy Bean theory, you know, uh, sabermetrics. You know, that you, that's about the number here to make it worth giving up a possible out for, especially in Texas where let's, it's like playing in Fenway, Yankee Stadium, where you're playing for the big three-run home run, right, because the ball flies mm-hmm. out of the ballpark. So I'm surprised – that they keep letting him run. Now, you said it, 12 stolen bases, 12 court stealings. I don't need to be a math Jesus to know that's 50%. <laughs> all right, that's not good. That's not good at all. You know, th- this is not like, you know, 68 said, all right, he's close, just a little off. This is bad. You know, so I'm mm. surprised he doesn't get the red light more often. I do wonder if he does. So I think, once again, if I'm drafting him, I'm not counting on those double-digit stolen bases. Now, once again, he averages 10, you know, he gets, what, 7, 7, 7, 6, 12. So last year was an aberration. Maybe he was running more last year because he knew he was had such a poor start here. That's why he ran. Yeah, I wonder that too. Mm-hmm. So bottom line is this: I mean, you'd like to get ten. If I get eight, well, fine. I'm not drafting him for that. You're trying to figure out what happened last year. 
You know, if he didn't, mm-hmm. Joe, if he didn't have that last third of the season, the last six weeks of the season where he played poorly again, if that didn't happen, I'd probably be much, much higher. I'd be like, okay, for some reason he had a bad first half. Who knows? Maybe there's some personal problem going on. Maybe he had an injury we don't know about, and then he re- rebounded, right, right. and he'll be like the guy he was in mm-hmm. 2017. But then, you know, but then he didn't. Mm-hmm. He had that bad six weeks. So now I'm, I'm, I'm annoyed again. Why? Why did he have that bad six weeks? Because yeah, he's, he's in a tier with lots of other second basemen. It's not like he's all mm-hmm. alone here. I mean, Villar's in this tier. Cano's in this tier. You could argue that Travis mm-hmm. Shore and D. Gordon are in this tier. You know, guys, in the, and it goes on Maybe and even on. Dozier? You know, mm-hmm. Dozier's another guy who's in this tier, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, use a tier below because I don't know where his playing time goes. Uh, he's probably just right. ahead of Scope and his Drupal Cabrera guys who uh, you took. So... Uh, just above. Did I say below? I meant above. He's just above those guys. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested in Odor because I think the power is the man swings hard. We know the ball flies out mm-hmm. of Texas, so the power is legit, legit there. Uh, the average right. is going to hurt you. Uh, I think you said 240. I'm a little bit more optimistic than you, but not much more. So the average is going to hurt me. <laughs> and the problem is a lot of these guys right. we're talking about, by the way, we all say the same thing. Average is going to hurt you. Guess what? Sooner or later, we need guys who are going to help us to offset these guys. Right. Keep that in mind. You can't. We can't keep taking guys who are batting 245, 250, 255 without offsetting this with guys who are batting 290, or else we're going to have problems right. with our average. We're not going to finish too well here. So that's one thing we have to keep in mind here. You can't keep. We can't keep drafting low average guys because I don't. Once again, as much as I don't like drafting guys who just steal, I don't want to draft guys just for average either. That's a problem. Right. So that's one thing I'll keep very mm-hmm. much in mind here. But I'm interested in Odor. I am. You see a little bounce back uh, from Brian, Brian Dozier, you know, a guy, you know, 20 home runs, uh, 10 plus deals, only batted 215 last year, but uh, playing for the Nationals, a pretty decent lineup this year. Joe, guys going from different uh, leagues, I generally tend to stay away from, you know, especially when you go into mm-hmm. a different league that the ballpark's not friendly for hitters. It's not. You know, Washington's a pitcher's park, not a, not a hitter's park there. So I tend to stay away from these guys. Uh, I think the average is certainly going to hurt you. You know, it'll be, a, mm-hmm. uh, it'll be a bad average. I do think that stolen base in the home runs, I don't think he's going to hit 40 home runs anywhere near that. I, I think if you're hitting mid-20s in that park, you'd be happy. You know, yeah, you're getting him more yeah. as a middle infielder than you are a second baseman. I think he will steal some bases, probably in the 12 to 15 range again. But the average is going to be a mm-hmm. problem. Yeah, and, and it always has been for him. At one point, it looked like he had turned the corner, but uh, last year the uh, the bottom fell out again, and uh, like I said, batted two fifteen on the season. So yeah, so uh, basically, uh, I, I think uh, based on what you told me about Shane Green uh, there, uh, Mr. Kurtz, that's going to be my next pick in TGFBI. If it doesn't work out, I'm coming after you. Uh, stay tuned, everyone. We got Cam. Come we got get George me. Kurtz. Come get me. <laughs> Weekend Fantasy Update. Thanks to Sean uh, Engel, producing the show, keeping us flying straight, doing a great job as always. Stay tuned, like I said, for Weekend Fantasy Update. Have a great rest of the weekend, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Roto Experts in the Morning on Fantasy Sports Radio Network.